Parshas Kisisa. When Moshe Rabbeinu and Yeshua were coming down from Har Sinai, the Torah tells us that they heard an uproar. There were loud sounds of excitement coming from the camp. At Kola Ambeo, it was the voice of the people, and they were shouting. And so Moshe said to Yeshua, What is this call, this noise of excitement that they are making in the camp? Ain't Kol Anod Gibura. It's not the outcry of victory. Ve'ain Kol Anod Chalusha. And neither is it the outcry of defeat. Kol Anot Anochi Shomeya. It's an outcry that I hear. Ain Kol Anot Gevura. It's not the sound of people shouting in gratitude to Hashem because they're winning a victory. That I could understand, said Moshe. If they were shouting to Hashem, Hodul Hashem Kitov, thanking Hashem because of some success and shouting about it too. That's very good. That's what shouting is for. Ve'en kol anot chalusha. And neither is it the sound of crying out to Hashem in weakness. If a person is afraid of losing a battle and he cries out to Hashem for help, that's also good. Not only war battles. When people are chalila suffering any type of misfortune and they get excited, if they make an uproar shouting out to Hashem, that type of excitement is, is beloved by Hashem. It's fully justified because by appealing to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, you demonstrate that he is the one who can help. But here, said Moshe Rabbeinu, it's not kol anot gevura, and it's not kol anot chalusha. It's just kol anot anochi shomeya. All I hear is the sound of noise, empty excitement. They were jumping up and down around the Egil, making noise about nothing. A noise about nothing? That's a very big sin. The Egel wasn't Avoidah Zorah, by the way. The Kuzari and the Ramban explain that. But it was still nothing. They were making a big noise about nothing. In this world, we get excited only about Hashem. If you're excited about anything else, that's, be, that's being excited over nothing. To be excited over things in this world that aren't connected to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, that's already like Avoidah Zorah. I should bring down the Torah Hashem, thought Moshe Rabbeinu, to a people who don't know what to be excited about in this world. With these few words, Kol Anos Anochi Shomeya, I hear sounds of empty excitement. Moshe Rabbeinu is teaching us an attitude that we're expected to acquire. We must be careful. We must be careful what we get excited about in this world. To be passionate about something requires justification. The emotion of enthusiasm is given to us solely to be employed in matters pertaining to Avoidus Hashem. And that means that a kol anus, a sound of excitement over nothing, is a severe error because your career in this world depends on what you're excited about. It's something that David HaMelech says over and over again, only that we don't notice it. We're saying it all the time too. Hallelujah! What does the word Hallel mean? It doesn't just mean, like people think, to give praise. There's a big difference between the word Hallel and all the other words of praise. L'shabayach, l'fa'ed, l'romem, l'hadad, l'varech, l'ale, ul'kales. Each one is a different form of praise. But Hallel means something much more than that. The word Holel means wild. How do I know that? I said to those who are wild and enthusiastic, don't be wild. Tehillim. 
Hallel is what you call an anomonepitic word, an anomatopoic word, a word that expresses itself through the sound of the word itself. The word itself is suited to shouting. It's a word of excitement. When people get drunk, they say Hallel, only that usually it's not to Hashem. They are shouting Hallel, Hallel about all the wrong things. Hallel over music and Hallel over wine and Hallel over sports. Other things too. But when we say Hallel, we say Hallelujah. It means to go wild over Hashem. David HaMelech says, Yes, you have to shout in this world. But about what should you shout about? Hallelujah! Shout out in wild simcha only to Hashem. Be excited only about Hashem. Hallelujah! That's your job in this world. It's the first time you heard it. Then you're lucky you came tonight. Hallelujah means my soul should go wild about Hashem. Not merely you praise Hashem. You're enthusiastic. In Kohelas, we find the following statement. Kohela says that when we consider the subject of gaiety, of laughter, he said that it's a meholal. It ju- it's just a wildness. Ulsimcha and rejoicing. Mazo asa. What are you accomplishing with it? It means that to rejoice without good cause is nothing but foolishness. And what is considered without good cause? The Gemara and Shabbos says that it's referring to simcha she'ena shel mitzvah, happiness that's not for avodas Hashem. But if it's a simcha shel mitzvah, that's what simcha is for. That's why this power, this emotion of gaiety was given to you. But otherwise, mazu osa, what is it worth? What are you getting enthusiastic about? And that's what David said. Halinafshi, about what should my soul be wild? Es Hashem, only about Hashem. Everything else is lesimcha mazu osa. It's a waste of simcha. Only when it's connected to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, is there a reason to be enthusiastic and therefore to be excited over what Hashem is excited about? Certainly. Simcha's Torah, when they're taking a Sefer Torah out of the Oran Kodesh and everybody is leaping and shouting in honor of the Torah. Yes, as much as you have, all of your koichas you should put into it. Not only Simcha's Torah. Why not every time you say bracha? Say it with excitement. All together we say, Let's all bless Hashem together. And we don't merely do it as an obligation. We do it with enthusiasm. We do it wildly. You know, some places they do it wildly. If you would walk in, you'd be amazed. You'd think maybe it's not proper. But for them, that's the way to do it. I remember in my yeshiva days in Europe, when we said Baruchu on Rosh Hashanah night, it was actually wild. The shots got up and said, Baruchu es Hashem ha-mivoyrach. Quietly. That's how it was. There was no niggin. Everything was done with machshava in a calculated manner. But then the congregation answered. The yeshiva men began shouting, Baruchu, what a noise. They were raising the roof and stamping with their feet. They actually went wild over Hashem. 
we're starting Rosh Hashanah, the day of judgment, and we came in to speak to Hashem, to express our love of Him, our gratitude, and our hope that maybe He'll give us another year of life. And so we shouted to Him. Everybody shouted. Now I'm sure, I'm sure if a stranger would come into the yeshiva, he would take one look around and say, it's a madhouse in here, a lunatic asylum. Of course, when he goes to the baseball field and they're screaming over nothing, he won't, he won't say that. Oh no, baseball, now that's important. When the pitcher throws the ball and the man at the base gives a whack with the bat, everybody goes crazy. Whoa, they stamp their feet. They become ignited. Their blood becomes ignited with excitement. A whole crowd of lunatics going wild with coal on us over nothing. That this man, that this man understands. But when he comes into the yeshiva, where they're excited about, that's too much. Suddenly, he's the quiet intellectual, calm and composed. That's where he says, what is this? A crazy house? So we tell him, Mister, you're right. In this place, we're crazy about Hashem. And that's why you come here, a lunatic, and you go out sane. Because what are you excited about? It's just a, it's just a man who can take a bat and hit the ball so far that it flies over the wall into the bleachers. Does he have anything in his mind? Does he have any intelligence at all? Only that he can give the ball a smack. It's excitement. About nothing. Imagine if all of that shouting, all that emotion of excitement would be invested into shouting over Hashem. Imagine thousands of Jews would come together at a big athletic field, sitting on all the benches, and they're all shouting about Hashem. That's a different story. That's what excitement is for. And the truth of the world is that there's nothing to be excited about. Except Hashem. Imagine you go home tonight after the lecture and your wife made you a good supper. Something you like very much. Of course, you should thank your wife for that. You were sitting here in the shul and she was slaving away in the kitchen for you. Of course, you must thank her. You should praise her for that food. And don't be stingy about it. And then after eating supper, you should praise Hashem too. Not merely out of habit. You should say Birkas Amazon with thought, with enthusiasm and excitement. But when you walk away from the table, don't smack your lips and say to yourself, I loved that supper. No, you shouldn't get excited about a piece of chicken. No, no, that's already a call on us. Don't, you don't want to love anything except Hashem. It was a very good supper, but you don't love the supper. Now, I don't want you to get any wrong ideas. You can be excited over Oilam Hazem. This world is a remarkable opportunity for kosher enthusiasm. When David said, I'm going to be wild only about you, it didn't mean that he was retiring to a cave with an iron door and saying goodbye to the world. By no means. David was always singing in this world, but he sang only songs of HaKadosh Baruch If you're excited over nature because you love to see Hashem's creations, if when you look at the trees and the clouds, you become more and more enthusiastic about the Boyde, by all means. But to fall in love with nature because of nature, to be excited about nature, forget about it. You can't get lost in this world. Here's a man who is busy collecting coins, and he has his own private collection of coins. 
When guests come to his house, he takes out the boxes and shows them, look at this coin from so-and-so, from so-and-so many years ago from England. He's excited, but we don't care about that. Nothing wrong with an old coin, but to be excited about it? What's to be excited about? So you have a stamp collection and a guest comes to your house and you want to show him your stamp collection and he looks, but he doesn't say anything. So you think, ah, he doesn't appreciate things. He doesn't have a taste in good things. No, don't say that. Be Dan Lekavzuchus. He trained himself to not get excited over zero. He has better things in life to be excited about. If someone asks his chaver, do you know what we learned in music appreciation class or, or in our literature class? And his friend looks at him with a deadpan face and doesn't show any interest. Don't think he's lacking in intellectual development. On the contrary, he's super developed. He doesn't waste his time on nothing. It's only the underdeveloped people who read the New York Times because the New York Times is always excited about nothing. You'll see their whole page is devoted to where you can find the best restaurants to dine out. The best restaurants. It shouldn't make any impression on us at all. Pages devoted to the best wines, where you could get the best wines. It's excitement about nothing at all. And excitement about nothing at all means that you're forgetting about HaKadosh Baruch Hu, And he won't let that pass. He says, you should know, I am Kel Kana. I'm a jealous God. What does it mean, jealous? It means, I don't share my greatness with anybody. Ukvodi la'acher lo eten. I won't give my glory to anyone else. Yeshaya. That's why it says you should love Hashem bechol levavcha, with all of your heart. All your heart means all your emotions, not just some of it. Extremity of emotions belongs only to Hashem. Havu la'ashem kavod va'oz. Only to Hashem do we give glory and power. Our excitement is only for Hashem. Now, once we hear that, we begin to understand that often it's the excitement that someone shows that tells you very much about the person. The enthusiasm of a person is a very good test when you want to judge people. Actually, Shlomo HaMelech says that. There's a Pasuk in Mishlei. Matzrev lakesef zahav v'ish a melting pot for silver and a furnace for gold and a man according to his praises. It means like this. There is a way to test silver to see how pure it is and there is also a method of testing gold. How did you test silver in the olden days? There are many ways, but the best way is to melt it. There's a pot called a matzreif. It's a special pot for refining silver. What do they do? They put the matzreif over the fire to melt the silver and the pesoilus, the dross, rises to the surface. And according to how much impurities flow to the surface, you'll see how pure, how good the silver is. And for gold too, there's a similar method for testing how genuine it is. Vikur lazahov. Gold has a furnace. A hot furnace called the kur, where they melt the gold. It's purified in the same way. The scum is separated from the gold. And you can determine how pure the gold really is. So there are ways of finding out how, generate, how genuine these precious metals are. But now the question arises. That's good for metals. But how could you find out what a, ma- what a man is? How can you test him to see what he really is? So the puzzle concludes. Ve'ish. 
And how is a person tested? According to his praises. Now there are a few perushim on this pasuk, and we'll take one at a time. The first one is as follows. Ish, how can we know who a person is? By how, by how much people are excited about him. Listen to what people are saying about him. How enthusiastic they are, and you'll learn a lot. You should pay good attention to what I'm telling you now if you have daughters who are of marriageable age. I'm giving you good advice and I won't charge you for it. If you want to know who a young man really is, listen to how he is praised. Pay attention to how much enthusiasm there is in the praise. So when you call the mashkiach of the yeshiva and you inquire about a certain bacher, somebody gave you his name for a shidduch for your daughter and the mashkiach tells you in a calm tone of voice, yes, I know him, he's a nice bacher, a nice boy, then forget about it. He's not the one, drop him. It's good advice, by the way, because there are people who don't know this. They never learned Mishlei. And so when they hang up the phone, the wife says, what did the, what did the mashkiach say? So the husband says, he said he's a nice boy. And they think that that settles it. He's a good boy. So it's settled now. No, that's a serious error. Now, if the mashkiach is excited about him, if you can hear the excitement in his voice when he speaks to you on the telephone, so now you know there's something there maybe. You should subtract about 60% and you can, get it, and you can, and you can understand that he might be a very good boy. You have to subtract at least 60% because the mashkiach is a kind-hearted man and he loves the boys. But no matter, you can still judge the bachar according to the excitement you hear in his voice. So it's ish. If you want to know what a man is, listen to how much people are excited about him. If he's praised only faintly, you have a right to suspect that something is wrong. But if they are very excited about him, then that tells you a lot. Same thing with the girls. Many times it happens that Bakram approach me and they have a shidduch in mind. They want my opinion, but I don't know her. I didn't talk to her. How could I know? And therefore, when they ask me these questions, I say, call up the teachers in the Beis Yankov, in the, in the Beis Yankov school where she went. Some of the teachers will tell you something about her. You can learn a little bit if you keep your ears open. Listen for the enthusiasm. If the teacher will say that she's a very fine girl, so you can take off 60%, and you know there's something there. She's 40% good. But if the teacher will say, ooh, that girl is an extraordinary girl, so now you know she's a pretty good girl. She's about 70%, 80% maybe. So again, the first parish in the Pasuk is like this. How can you know a man? The way people are excited about him. The way he's praised by other people. That's one Peshat. But there's another explanation. Rabbeinu Yonah in Shari Tshuva gives a different Peshat entirely. Not that the first Peshat is wrong. But I go on. I want to explain something. It took me many years to discover this. So I'll share it with you. When you see two Perushim, let's say you're learning Rabbeinu Yonah on Mishlei, and after he explains the Pasuk, he says there, V'yesh lefaresh, or you could explain it like this, so you get discouraged. If there are two ways of explaining it, so you don't know which one is true, you're left hanging in between. You want to learn some moral out of this Pasuk, and now you don't know which one is true. The answer is, both of them are true. 
A pasuk can mean more than one thing. Shlomo Melech was a wise man and he was able to have all the perushim in mind. And according to Rabbeinu Yonah, he thought about this perush too. How can you test a man? Ish. What is a man? How can you know a man? Lefi mahalo. By listening to what he's excited about. You can know a man according to what he's enthusiastic about. Listen to what he's excited about. That will tell you all about him. So let's say you're a Beis Yaakov girl and somebody arranged that you should go out with this boy and you want to know who he is. You want to know if he's a real Ben Toida. So you should listen very well to what he talks about and how he talks about it. Let's say the boy is telling you all about his yeshiva and how he enjoys the shiurim and how they're learning interesting mesachthas and how he he wants to learn all the time, how he loves to learn. Now it could be he's putting on a good show, but at least he's putting on a good show. If he talks about his yeshiva, he's probably interested in the yeshiva. If he talks about his hopes of becoming a Talmud Chacham, about his Rebbe, about the Mashkiach and Rosh Yeshiva, and he's enthusiastic about it, you can surmise that, he, that he's the real thing. But let's say he talks about traveling. He traveled on the subway over here and he traveled in the car to this place. He knows all the roads. He explains how you can travel. You can take this throughway or this parkway and then there's a good exit over there with a shortcut. Or he talks about business things. He talks about other things. So you know, that's his interest in life. Let's say he talks about kosher things to eat. There are a lot of good kosher things to eat today. Today you can get kosher cornflakes and kosher ice cream and kosher desserts. Paskis candy and Libra's chocolates. A blessing on the heads of all the from Jews who have made life so pleasant now with kosher things to eat. But this young man is speaking about it and he's praising them. So she sits and listens. She has to listen very carefully. But that's what he is. Like someone once translated the words in the Haggadah. mahu omer. What he is, he says. What he is excited about, that's the man. He's a food man. As I told you more than once, but I'll say it again. It's a famous story. Once at Shalashudis, in the shul, three people were sitting near each other. And the Rebbe was saying, Divrei Toida. And the people were singing Zmiras. So after it was all over, right before Marev, one of them said, Ah, what a good piece of Toida, the Rebbe said. It was wonderful. Another man praised the Zmiras. The Torah he didn't talk about, but he said, What sweet Zmiras they sang. And the third man, he praised the herring. And so, Ish, who is a man? Lefimahalo, according to what he's excited about. If he's excited about everything else except what he's supposed to be excited about, then that's who he is. He could be, he's a herring person. How do you know what type of Ish he is? Lefimahalo, according to what he is most excited about. That's the test. You can know him from the way he talks about things. Same thing when you meet your own perspective, Kala. Listen to what she's excited about. It means you should speak to her and see what she talks about. Now, in the olden days, it was different. In the olden days, the grandmothers came together to make a shidduch. You didn't have to talk to the girl at all because you could rely on the grandmothers. They knew what they were all talking about and they weren't fooled by a curl in the hair or some paint on the lips. But today, there's a different minhag today. 
What can we do? It's the minhag of Malcolm today to not do it that way. So you speak to her and see what she's excited about. Find out what she thinks about having a big family. Does she like the idea of a big family? Is she excited about setting up a Torah home, about being a homemaker? Is she enthusiastic about bringing up the children as Talmidei Chachamim, as Oivdei Hashem? Now, if she comes to these lectures, if she comes to these lectures, so she knows how to fool you. But keep on asking, keep on asking questions. Sometimes she might plopple. She might say something careless. She might stop bluffing. She might stop bluffing you. And you might hear the truth. Anyhow, talk. That's all. Talk. What else can you do? Of course, sometimes a chance remark is not enough. You might have to collect a number of such remarks. But that's the way. That's the advice of Shlomo HaMelech. See what excites her. That's the way to know a person. But now we come to a third shot. Rabbeinu Yonah doesn't say it, but it's included in the words of the Pasuk. And it's very important for our subject tonight. Ish. How can you judge what's going to become of a man? According to what he's excited about now. Not only that he is now what he is excited about, but that's what he'll become in the future. All the things he's excited about now, that's the direction where he's heading. If a man is excited about his Rebbe in the yeshiva, if he's excited about Sadiqim, if he's excited about Gedoyle Yisroel, He's excited, let's say, about certain sugyas in the Gemara. Why not? Why shouldn't he be excited about Abaya and Rava? What else is there to be excited about? If he's excited about Yerashamayim and about Midas Toivos, that's a good sign of what's going to be with him. A person will become what he's excited about. If a girl is excited about her home, she wants to not, she wants to have a nice home. She speaks about it with idealism, with a fire. She wants to have a she wants to have a home with many children. She doesn't say it in a quiet way, in a lazy way. She's enthusiastic about it. She wants to have a house that's a little base hamigdash, a holy home where there'll be kedusha and avodas Hashem. She wants beautiful children who will serve Hakadosh Baruch Hu and walk b'derech Hatoira. It doesn't mean she has to be jumping up and down, but you can hear the way she talks. Lefima Halalo, that's how she'll become. Not only does that tell you about who she is, but it tells you what she's going to become. She'll become that. That's why Moshe Rabbeinu was so distressed when he heard the call on us, the shouting over nothing that was coming from the camp. You're excited over nothing? It means that you are a nothing and you're headed in that direction too. You'll become even more than a nothing. Now suppose people are all worked up over fighting with their relatives. And they are. You'd be surprised how many people are excited about that. It's remarkable. I myself was shocked. I didn't know until I got into the business a little more. When I entered the the Rabbanus, that's when I realized what's going on in the world. People are excited about fighting. People are busy fighting with their relatives, daughter-in-law with their mother-in-law, brothers with brothers. They're talking all the time about each other. That's their main interest in life. That's what's bubbling in their minds always. So what happens? What excites them? That's what they become. 
So they become mushchasim. They become people with ruined character. And it's the one who speaks about good things. He's excited about Hashem. He's the one who becomes more and more perfect. He's always talking about Davoides Hashem. And he's enthusiastic about it too. And he becomes an Eved Hashem. It's a great Yisud of how to live in this world. How to be a success. You become what you're excited about. Now, this brings us to the very big subject of what we should be talking about in this world. Because what does a person usually speak about? Whatever is important to him. Whatever excites him, that's what he talks about. And we learned just now that the more you speak about something and the more you're excited about it, that's what you become. Because when you say something, it's not only that you're thinking a thought. Thinking is good. But when you hear it being said, it goes into your ear and it bounces back into your mind with much more force. The Chayvus Lavavus taught us that Ramachshava Nimsheches Acharadibur. A man's thoughts are drawn after the words that he says. Shar Cheshbon Nefesh. When you say something, it goes into your head. The expression settles onto your mind and it has an effect. Now you might not notice it at first. But as you keep repeating an idea over and over again, it makes an impression on your mind and on your personality. Trust me, it has an effect. It becomes part of you, part of your personality. And you're not the same person anymore. When your mind changes, you're a changed man. So the people who are busy praising tzaddikim, they become tzaddikim. You hear that? It's a great merit to praise tzaddikim constantly in your home. To teach a child to be excited about Talmidei Chachamim, to talk in the home about the tzaddikim, that's a neglected trade today. You have to speak of B'nai Toida with love in the home. As much as you can, you look for opportunities for that. And the child catches on to the idea. He catches on to the idea that in a Jewish home, Talmidei Chachamim are admired. We love the Baba Varav. We love Rav Yaakov Kamenetsky. We love Rav Moshe Feinstein. We love the Sadman Rav. I was once present in front of the old Sadman Rav, Zichron Alvracha, when he was saying Hoshanas. Four hours he was saying Hoshanas. He didn't make it one, two, three, and hurry up. I was watching him. Four hours walking back and forth saying Hoshanas. Four hours. It was a pleasure to see a tzaddik. We love all the G'daylim, all the Rishi Yeshiva. We speak of them with admiration and enthusiasm. Not only the famous Sadiqim. If there's someone who is a Baal Chesed, you should praise him. Be excited about him. Although he never did a favor to you. Still, Hashem Ohev Sadiqim. Hashem loves Sadiqim. Now, Sadiqim don't do any favors to Hashem. And he loves them anyway. He loves them because they're Sadiqim. So we should love Sadiqim too. Not because they did us any favors. So if you know people who are Isaac in Gemilas Chasodim, helping people, supporting poor people, collecting money for tzedakah, you should praise them. And not just praise, hallelujah, go wild about them. Now while we're talking about that subject, it's also very important to keep in mind that being excited about Hashem includes that you shouldn't speak highly about anybody else. Excitement is not something you can hand out at your own will. 
praise is only to, do, to be dispensed according to the will of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And therefore, an ordinary person should never be praised exceedingly. Unless maybe you're doing it for a purpose of trying to give him an incentive to change his ways. Maybe you see something good in him and you hope that by praising it, he'll continue to do better. Then it's mutter. Otherwise, you must be aware that praise is reserved only for those who deserve to be praised. And therefore, when people honor those who don't deserve honor, they're making a very big mistake. Some people do that. They praise with a shame. Now, from Jews in general, don't praise with a shame. But sometimes you find them going overboard with somebody who's not a tzaddik. You find that sometimes. I don't like to give any examples, but it does happen sometimes. There was a Jewish organization that once made an annual banquet, and they chose for the Man of the Year award a man whose wife was a Goya. Not that she was a Gioris. She was a Goya. She wasn't interested in becoming Gioris at all. But they called him up, and they gave him a big diploma in a glass case with a frame. And all the Yiddelich are clapping for him. He's the man of the year. Now that's an extreme example. But even if a person is not a choyte, even an Orthodox Jew, but if he doesn't have good character, if he's not an oivid Hashem, we shouldn't, go, we shouldn't go all out for him. We don't get excited about people who are not shoymre toyre, who are not sadikim. If anybody is excited about a Russia, even a little bit excited, he should know he himself is an Oizev Torah. He's forsook the Torah. He's forsaking the tremendous lesson Moshe Rabbeinu taught us when he came down from Har Sinai to bring us the Torah. Now, I don't care what you say. You'll say it's intolerant. Yes! We're intolerant of the Oizve Toida. You don't like it? Who cares? Shoimer Toida Yidgaru Bam. A Shoimer Toida is hostile to people who are a Shoim. Mishlei. Now this doesn't mean you have to insult the Russia. It doesn't mean you have to make fights with anybody. No. But you have to be careful in the honor that you accord to them. Honor can't be handed out willy-nilly. Because what is honor? It means you're handing out excitement. It's the call on us. Therefore, in this world, we have to be careful what we praise. To praise people just because they can dance. Just because they can make tricks or make noise. Actors or people who can play the violin. To praise them for things that are unimportant is an avla. It's wrong. It's an important point you're hearing now. We cannot praise indiscriminately. If it's a good person, yes, praise him. You should justify the just man. Always be excited about the tzaddik. Be enthusiastic about the tzaddik to no end. And if that's the case, then we have to remember that tzaddik, Hashem, Hashem is the real tzaddik. And people who are busy speaking about HaKadosh Baruch Hu, they're the ones who will be most successful in becoming tzaddikim themselves. That's why Dovah the Melech said, Hashem I'll go wild over Hashem as long as I'm alive. That's what we want to. We want to speak only about Hashem. People won't listen to you, so talk to yourself. 
As much as you can, talk about HaKadosh Baruch Hu, because you'll become Lefi Mahalalo, according to what you are praising. The Ish who spends his life speaking about the greatness of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, that's the man he is. Hashem looks down and he says, that's my man, a man who is excited about me. It's a pretty good indication of who he is. And also, just as important, it'll change him and he'll become better and better. Now, praising Sedek is a different career, but it's the same idea. We don't only praise the tzaddikim. We have to praise righteous acts too. Praise Tzedek. It's a very big achievement to praise Avodah Hashem. So when you're a father of a family, make up your mind when you're sitting at the table, you won't waste the opportunity. You'll say some good words. Shabbos! What a wonderful thing it is to honor the Shabbos. What a big mitzvah it is. Oinig Shabbos! How important it is to eat. Ma'achalim with the intention of covered Shabbos. Eating the Shabbos challah. Shabbos is fun. It's exciting. And Pesach time, we should be excited about cleaning for chametz. We should be excited about bidikas chametz. Talk to your family about the pleasure in the mitzvah of eating matzah. Whatever mitzvah you're talking about, make the people understand the happiness of the mitzvah, the importance of the mitzvah. Elevate it. Be excited about it. Of course, we're talking to good people here. And therefore, it's unnecessary for me to admonish. But it's very important for us to understand that's what HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants. That's called good in the eyes of Hashem. Let's say you're a yeshiva man. You come home from the yeshiva. You talk about something at the table. So if you want to make the most of the opportunity that you have, praise your yeshiva. Say, what nice boys there are in the yeshiva. Say that. Let the family think that all the bachrim in the yeshiva are very nice boys. Praise your rebbies. Praise everything about the yeshiva. Praise the cooking too. They give good meals in the yeshiva. How clean the yeshiva is. And you should try to make it clean. If you're excited about the Torah, so you don't drop anything on the floor in the yeshiva, speak about how good it is to learn. Ah, what a pleasure it is to learn. We're sitting in yeshiva all day and we're enjoying the Gemara. When you come home, you tell your brothers and sisters that there's no joy in the world like the pleasure of learning a piece of Gemara. Going through a sugya well, there's no happiness in the world greater than that. And even though you yourself have not reached that madrega yet, say it anyhow, because it's the truth. And the more you say it, the more it will become true in your own life. Like we say, V'harevna Hashem Elokeinu divrei. Make the words of the Torah become sweet in our mouths. Try to make it sweet in your mouth. Praise davening. Speak about how good it is to daven with kavana. Ah, a mechaya, a pleasure to daven with kavana. Say, this morning I davened such a good shachris. It was a pleasure. I remember when I was 11 years old, I was standing outside the shul and I heard a man, an old European Jew, an old European Jew. He said, ah, that was a geschmacka marif. With his hands, he made motions of excitement. It was a pleasure. I was 11 years old. And to this day, I can't forget it. I learned then that marif is fun. That's your career in this world. To say halal over everything connected to HaKadosh Baruch And that means the more that you're excited about Hashem, and the more you say halal about the important things of this world, the more you're preparing for the next world.
And that's what Moshe Rabbeinu was teaching us on that day when he was coming down from Har Sinai. This nation, chosen by Hashem to be his people forever, can't be a nation of kol onus, a nation of shouting with enthusiasm over nothing. And therefore, we sing, Praiseworthy is the nation that thus is its lot. Praiseworthy is the nation that has HaKadosh Baruch Hu as its God. Because the nation that is excited about HaKadosh Baruch Hu, that's the nation that will be with Hashem forever in this world and in the next. Have a wonderful Shabbos.